Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the college to pro.com NFL Draft Lab. McKinley Red Dragon football podcast, all access. I'm Bo Marchant, the host with head coach Jim Kaver here in the coach's old locker room. We're about to get to it, coach. You guys came out victorious over Struthers last week, but I just got here to Bo Ryan Stadium. I was catching the end of practice, and we have a lot to discuss. <laughs> I don't want to give away the secrets. I don't want to give away the playbook. I don't want to give up. I don't want to let Lakeview know what you guys are up to. But there was some serious kickball action going on. Yeah, it was it was pretty intense there. It went that went into extra innings. So, uh, you know, the theory here, but last week we came in and uh, you know we were you talked to us about you know our mor- team morale and that. And we just felt maybe the kids were a little bit beat up, and we've been through a lot. You know, we we were on the COVID lockdown there. We ramped up getting ready to play against Jefferson. Uh, you know, then had the two tough games. We thought maybe mentally they were a little bit fatigued. So last Monday we actually went and played kickball and uh we really worked i think uh, a lot of energy out of the kids probably more than we had in some of the games so we used that as a teaching point you know i gotta let let loose a little bit and, and play with a little bit more emotion and you know how the coaching world goes if something works one week you're, you're for sure going to be doing this next week so uh we hope we have about a 15 game uh kickball season coming here on monday so it's, uh, uh we got our work in we let the weights watch film went through our usual monday stuff conditioning and then, uh, yeah, there's a little kickball tournament again. Now, I, I, now, that game that I was watching, there was two games going on, um, one on each end of the end zones there. Now, the game that I was watching, I, I, now I, um, they went into extra inning, put a man on second base, and then they had to bring him in. I thought that was a questionable call, though, to call that team out for the third. The, was, that, was that a little questionable? I think that umpire did a fine job. Yeah? You know, I'm always supportive of the <laughs> officials, no matter who they are, whatever. So, no, I didn't see anything wrong with that call. <laughs> and by the way, there are some fine, fine Niles McKinley Red Dragon football players, and they would. But when I've seen, those are some of the worst kickballs. It's terrible. Is that a is that a forgotten art? Do elementary in schools you know, do they play kickball anymore? It must be. Uh, one of our players, Matt Keeley, is dad. I went to the bottom elementary. We played kickball on the worst, I guess you'd call it playground, uh, in the world with uh, roots and bumps and whatever. But Matt Keeley's uncle Brian could kick a kickball that hadn't landed yet, and when he kicked it back in like 1979, so I told him, "I said you need pointers from your uncle because you guys really clearly don't know how to kick a kickball." Yeah, yeah it was ugly. Yeah, yeah there was some. And just so you folks know, uh, be proud of the Kelly Dragons what they do on the football field. Uh, the kickball is not some of the best thing you've ever seen. And the big just shout out for the kids. Um, I know, like co-ed kickball is something that a lot of people do after you know, uh, you know, like softball. So if they want to get into that uh, kind of yeah, it sort of caught on. I know some yeah. of our coaches actually were in leagues and so. Uh, but I'll tell you, if you're, those teams don't come here looking for prospects, because we don't have any. <laughs> well, maybe we'll get better. But hey, Max Preps College Schools, um, there are some kids that we need to talk about. Um, so last week, um, 
This game, I mean, you guys got up. This game seemed like a not a nail-biter, but, I mean, it was a lot of back and forth, and you had to finish it off 35-28. Yeah, so we were down down in the first half, 7 nothing. I think we tied. Then we ended at halftime 14-7. We really were uh, – um, gave up some big plays on defense, uh, halfback, couple halfback passes. Those are tough to defend any time. Uh, but uh, offensively, we were struggling. I, I thought Zach, uh, Zach Leonard was uh, trying to do a little too much. Um, we we kind of sat him down at halftime and said, look, you're trying to do too much. Let's calm it down. And really, just to give you a, a little behind-the-scenes thing, Shoulders was playing a lot of games up front. And they were giving some blitz looks, backing off, twisting guys, bringing pressure. But what Zach didn't realize, all that stuff they were doing, our offensive linemen did a tremendous job. They picked it all up. Wow. We had no free rushers, no. I think we might have had a sack, but it was really just because Zach got out of the pocket before he should have. We told him, look, forget about all that because we're picking it all up. They haven't confused us. Just go play. And, uh, boy, what a difference for him in the second half. I think he was eight for eight, threw for about a buck 80 in the second half there, and then ended the night rushing for 100 yards. Um, you know, uh, he probably gets touchdowns that maybe other guys wouldn't get. Just We really trust him around the goal line, but – uh, Antoine Gardner running the ball down there quite a bit. Obviously, our guys receiving the ball, getting it down there. Uh, but inside the five, Zach kind of has that killer instinct. So we like to like to keep the ball in his hands sometimes because, you know, you don't risk the exchange or whatever. So he ended up with four rushing touchdowns and threw for another. So a big night for him. Well, I know that Dax Prescott had two or three touchdowns, and they had that one guy, what's his name? Uh, he played at Ohio yeah, State, number 21. Um, he's kind of pretty good. Yeah, the goal line. So, you know, sometimes you just push things up. We saw last night with Cam Newton as well. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the line because that's something we've kind of been talking about on each show. How, how happy, how much, what, what did you relate to the guys, I guess, after the game, knowing that, you know, there was a lot of defensive fronts, they were trying to change these up, and they, they adapted in, they did recognize, and they succeeded. Well, I really got to go. First of all, it always, the credit goes to the players, and, and we've been getting better up front each week. I think that's been obvious with what we're doing. I think counting that one little sack, which, again, I wouldn't credit to the linemen, I think we've had two sacks in four games. So, and we throw the ball a lot. So that's really incredible. And really where we were, Bo, when you're going back into the summer with some question marks, I think that the, uh, you know, the job that Coach Connell, Coach Marsco, Coach Ulrich have done with this line is just off the charts. Um, you turn the second half of that film on this week and watch it, you say, boy, what did you say to your guys at halftime? And it really wasn't that. We made, a, we made a small adjustment on how we blocked power just based on alignment and – uh, we really got after people. Um, we, we, we were real physical up front, which is a goal of ours. We want to be the most physical team on both sides of the ball. So how that all shook out, I, I credit to, to kids wanting to get better, wanting, refusing to lose, and then certainly a great coaching job by our offensive line coaches. Wonderful stuff. Once again, you're listening to the now McKinley Red Dragon football podcast, all access powered by Brandon Miller State Farm Insurance here in Niles, Ohio. And also you can listen to these podcasts free at iTunes and Blog Talk Radio at your convenience. Coach, um, we always like to say uh, one of the coaches, one of the big moves that they made, and then one of the big blunders you might have made and one of the big uh, super plays that you might have made this past weekend. Yeah, I think for that assistant coach, uh, the guy I'd like to give credit to is Coach Carmel, just like what we just talked about there. Uh, very demanding of our players. Um, you know, relentless coaching all the time, never takes a play off as a coach. You know, we always want that out of our players, but uh, the kids will be the first to tell you, he does not miss miss a single snap as far as, uh, you know, giving suggestions and, and uh, really getting on guys and, and uh, really holding them to the task because that's, that's a tough job. And, and, 
you know, being coached tough, I think really helps because I think when the bullets do fly out there, our kids are used to, and they understand that they have to go. So, uh, you know, I'd like to give that shout out to him. Uh, as far as coaching blunders go, I, again, I, I mean, I probably have lists in my head of, of a lot of it. Um, you know, I, I think the one thing that really hurt us is because we hadn't repped and seen that much were those halfback passes. And, you know, that is really tough on kids, especially if they haven't had to rep it in practice because, you know, we want our kids to be running the ball. We practice pursuit all the time. Uh, but, you know, the, the trade-off to that is uh, if we're not disciplined in what, what we're doing with our eyes, we can get caught with our eyes in the backfield. Uh, but I'm going to think as a coach, I'm going to take credit or you know, blame from there because we hadn't repped that all week and, uh, you know, kids hadn't seen it. So, we you know, we, we should be repping that so that we can – Get beaten practice on that, not in the game. So we'll definitely go over that kind of stuff this week. Uh, as far as it goes, as far as great calls, well, we need to pat it on the back. I'm gonna pat you on the back. What call is Darn, Mr. Coach Perry. This was well. This was uh, we had a we had a play in, and, right. and then we didn't run it last week, <laughs> and then uh, it was coming right at the quarter, and we had time to remind the kids like, hey, I think this is gonna hit, and sure enough, we hit a big long pass to Noah Durr. Uh, down the field work like a charm. So I think Coach PK was trying to take credit for it, and I told, nope, nope, no, not this time. This one's on me. That was my call. So we maybe we share credit on that. But uh, at the end of the day, I'd push him out of the way and say that that was my call. Uh, now, now um, the previous show, we we're talking about the the, the the young man maybe getting a little um, discouraged if the game's not going exactly the way that you know they wanted to. You're talking about being a little bit down, seven nothing, then coming back. Um, what was the mindset of the team? Did they stay on the on the focus side? Well, yeah, and, and that was big. I mean, that that has to go our way, or you know, you know, we just felt this was going to be such a swing game with how the rest of our season would go. Uh, it to you know, you don't you certainly don't want to plan the down at halftime and not playing great. But the kids, like I said, there was no raw raw speech at halftime. It was all business. One of the things that's happened with COVID is they don't give you a lot of time at halftime. It's, it's 12 minutes in and out, and we're used to 20. So, you know, some of the things you like to do, everything has to be abbreviated. So, um, you know, we were busy teaching at halftime. And when I say we, that's really our assistant coaches. And, uh, you know, I'm just trying to kind of go in and, and, and make sure our mind's in the right place. But there was, no, there was nothing coaching-wise. It was a bunch of kids that refused to lose. And, uh, you know, what's the big saying around here? A team that won't be beat can't be beat. And they, they didn't want to lose. And uh, to come out and play the second half like we did, uh, uh, hats off to them. And I think it sets them up for success as we move through the schedule. And, you know, right now we're only three weeks away from, from playoffs. And uh, the goal's got to be to to be prepared for anything then. And that was a big step toward that. Definitely. And taking another step, you guys are home again this week. But, Ryan, you got – um, the Lakeview Bulldogs, um, 0-4, but nonetheless, they're hungry for their first win, and you guys don't want to give that to them. Tell us a little bit about what the Bulldogs do and what you need to do to stop them. Yeah, they, they present some unique challenges. They, if you went into our coach's office, what do you do every week? And, you know, we have all the formations up on the board. We need about eight whiteboards to document all the shifting and changing and stuff. So really, really keeps you on your toes, um, aligning to what they do. And sometimes well, they'll go just guard center, and that's it. And then, so they'll really go heavy on balance. Um, like I said, then it'll shift from unbalanced to normal. And, and uh, I think it's a good test for us because you want to be able to get good at that, you know. And uh, so we're going to have our hands full uh, just aligning properly on defense this week. And then uh, the other thing that Coach Pavlansky and uh, Lakeview is known for is all the gadgets on special teams. <laughs> Onside kicks, uh, muddle huddle, uh, 
fake punt. Last year they they, ex- they had a fake punt. They totally fooled us on, but the kids didn't execute it. So we really have to be on our toes in football, special teams. And then, you know, offensively, uh, their kids are real aggressive. And, and, again, all across all three sides of the ball, we want to we wanna continue just to climb and get better, whether it be after a loss or a win. Because, again, this, this season being unique, we have the playoffs coming no matter what. So uh, we just every week we want to be a little bit better version of ourselves coming in. Does it feel a little bit more normal or the new normal is getting normal just being out there in COVID and no band, no cheerleaders, no uh, majorettes, no front, you know, just, just yeah. kind of the football team and some parents. It, it probably does. Yeah. You know, a lot of the things that seem such a big deal now, uh, I, I, I will tell you this, the one that's really, I don't know if I'll ever get used to is at the end of the game where they don't let you come together and shake hands. Huh. It seems like a very natural thing we've always done. I mean, you can go back to any time you played any sport when you were a little kid. Uh, so to not have that is is a little bit uh, weird, but you know we're getting used to it. But the thing is, I don't want to get too comfortable because one thing we know about 2020 is the minute you think that things are normal, <laughs> it's not going to happen. So we're trying to stay on our toes. Excellent. Well, that was a wonderful addition here with Coach Perry. Now remember, we're doing these shows live right now, so uh, we're player of the week, player of the week for Manny Sandwich. For Manny Sandwich, I think this week probably has to go to Zach. I mean, just his stat lines alone, Zach yeah. Leonard. Uh, if it was me in charge of it and I could give out, I'd give them five uh, for Manny Sandwich to our offensive linemen because I think they were the difference. But, um, you know, since we can't divvy that up, at least this week, uh, where one of our guys was so much better than the others. Um, and I, I think it probably needs to go to Zach. I mean, he had five total touchdowns, 100 yards rushing, and I believe around 200 yards passing. So, I mean, that, those, those are just numbers you don't see every day in high school football. No, he, he he is fabulous with the football uh, via running or the pass. Um, Coach Perry, now we've been doing it. We did this last week. We had uh, Curtis Tater, Cool Joe, come on before Coach Perry. Um, you want to grab a player now? Yeah, we have a guy in the, in the yeah. hole over here. I yeah. told him uh, um, I'll leave it as a surprise to, uh, to the guest that he comes in, and uh, uh, I'm, I'm certain he'll represent us the way uh, we, we love how these guys do on the show. Excellent. Now, I don't know who's coming on. This is kind of the fun part of it, but we are, we are this high-end studio with uh, top-of-the-line equipment and recording guests, coaches, the whole nine here on the Niles and the Red Dragon football podcast. Uh, hey, Coach Perry, thanks, and good luck this week against uh, Lakeview. Coach Perry's going to go grab one of the players, and this is always a good time for me just to reflect back on the show. A lot to talk about, and, uh, and uh, oh, my, look at this young man. Yeah? How you doing? Good, you? This is Mr. Sister. Right? How you doing, my man? Pretty good. Yeah? Got done running. Oh, you just got done doing uh, uh, the, the sprints out there. Yeah. How was it? Nothing bad. No? Nice out. Yeah. You're, you're actually not sweating that much. I mean, you're sweating, but for doing sprinters, you're not out of breath. Now you got to kind of talk to my uh, – sorry, but uh, – yeah. Hey, man. Now, you've been doing your thing. You've been a part of this uh, – an impactful player since basically day one. You know, you just, I mean, you keep seeing 50. I mean, you've been in, and there's plenty of times. I mean, this year it's been hard just to watch you guys with every going on, but I know there's plenty of times I really love what you're doing on both sides of the ball. Um, for you, and, I, you know, I, well, I was joking around with your dad a couple of weeks ago. He was joking around talking about you playing, and, um, you know, your dad's a mechanic. He could, he could, you know, he could, you could put a blindfold on him and uh, tie his arms about his back, and he's going to fix the car and, and make it run perfectly. But he says if you're going to say, well, hey, what's an end around or a block punt, he says that's not even in his repertoire. What's it like just kind of having that, you know, fun with your father where, you know, he's, you could come back and say, hey, Dad, uh, 
you know, we, we won in six innings and he'd be like, oh, great job. <laughs> um, it's kind of funny. I mean, yeah. I still appreciate that he comes to the games yeah. and watches. He's always there. But I always sneak in some jokes, too. No? Well, now, now, now he's now he's going to probably joke back. I mean, what do you, what do you see him with? Anything else? Um, well, like, he doesn't know a lot of the penalties and stuff. Okay. So when I told him, like, I got this penalty against me or something, <laughs> he doesn't really understand. And it's funny. Okay, now, you get, now you, you're, you got fantastic size. I mean, you're one of the bigger kids, more athletic kids on the team. Um, for you, I mean, just going through this year, COVID, how, what's been different? Has there been anything you like more? And what, what's the thing you like least about the COVID on the, on the field in terms of football? Um, I think that's a tough one. Well, it's not really on the field, but I definitely missed the gym. And they okay. were closed for a while. All right. And then I don't like wearing these masks a lot in the locker room and stuff, yeah. but kind of just got to. Now, football, I mean, uh, always your first love in sports? Um, yeah. yeah. I don't really watch any other sports. Right. So let's say uh, you're five years old. I ask all the guys, five years old, you're running around in the backyard, the football's in your hand. I mean, who are you pretending you are? I don't know. Well, my favorite NFL player might be Nick Bosa, just because I like his handwork. He's like uses a lot of technique when he plays because he's not like the biggest or the fastest. I love it. I love it. You're really student of the game, saying the handwork. Yeah. I love that. Oh man, I've done a lot, a lot of shows with a lot of guys, and that, I'm telling you, that is one of the uh, the best responses. Just like, oh, I love how he just sacks the quarterback. But you're studying how he gets to the quarterback. What are some of the nuances that help him get there? Yeah, I love watching those videos, like the technique breakdown. How about yourself? I mean, when you're going after the quarterback, what's your favorite? Do you ever, you know, do you have that? I always like to say they're like dunk artists. You, get, you know, you got your, your windmill, you got your reverse windmill, you got your tomahawk. I mean, is there a certain way that you practice or prefer? Well, I haven't used it in a game yet, but my favorite move, especially like to use in practice, it's called a ghost rush. So it's like they got to fake the long arm and then just like dip under him. I like using that one, but hopefully I can use it this week. I hope you – it would be awesome if you do because then you're like, hey, we were just talking about that. And then everybody listening will be like, hey, did the ghost play. Um, For you, this season, you guys are 2-2. Two and two, You got Lake Vue coming up. Um, Coach Perry was talking about the team maybe getting a little bit, uh, you know, deflated if you guys don't start off hot, things don't go your way. Um, he said last week you guys did a really good job of not going down that path and staying on the focus side. I mean – did you pick up on that, and what did you sense from the team that might have been different from weeks previous? Um, I think we just did a lot better, like, picking each other up because there's a lot of flags in the game, so we all made a lot of mistakes. But, like, we didn't really let it get to any of us. We just kept picking each other up, and it helped out in the end. Yeah, I mean, big win, 35-28. I just yeah. kept following it. I mean, it seems like it was just a back and forth. You guys score, they score, you guys score. I, obviously, you want to win 50 to nothing. You yeah. don't want to – what I mean, a, a game like that, how much more adrenaline do you get picking up that night knowing that every single play has to be basically perfect or the wrong outcome could come out of it? Um, I definitely like those games a lot because it's, like, close. So, like, what you do really matters. And that's that adrenaline rush from it being so close, and it's just great. I like them better than if we, like, win by a blowout. Now, you come across as a happy young man who's a nice mommy. What's it like playing against you? Now, if I'm lining up against you, I mean, are you just kind of in my in my mind? I mean, you're yelling at me, you're talking trash to me, you're just kind of. I definitely like to make some jokes. <laughs> okay. Maybe, like, throw, throw off the guy. Okay. But I don't do too much like trash talking. 
You know what? That's the best part. I, I, I mean, do you have a staple joke, a couple staple things that you like to say to get these guys going on? No, really. Just whatever comes off the mind. <laughs> <laughs> How about this one? So you're in the middle of the game. You're kind of getting a guy's head. I mean, have you had to have a guy just kind of laugh or just? Um, yeah, I definitely got into some. There'll be like your cues, not what I say. <laughs> and then you've got to get them with a nice move after that. <laughs> <laughs> That's excellent stuff. Once again, you're listening to the Niles and Kelly Red Pots player spotlight. Once again, the standout Mississippi Row here joining us um, on the show. Um, before we wrap things up, we, we always we call it three and out. Just a couple off the wall questions. You probably heard them. Um, video games? Um, you're, you're not video? I play a little bit, but not a lot. Right. So, what's the hobby? Besides football, I mean, what are we going to catch you doing? Mostly just working out. Yeah. I like to do that a lot. Or I like to watch like the breakdowns of defensive ends. In the hand, yeah. Um, typical workout. Um, well, I like to do, I just do upper body, lower body split. So usually, like the upper body, I just hit everything. I'm like sometimes there for two or three hours. Just enjoy it. And just so you folks know, uh, I, I rock the man bun. He has much more beautiful uh, <laughs> flowing locks. You have like the the, the the beautiful flowing locks. My my locks, I didn't have locks. Just basically flat straight hair. Uh. The hair, how long did it take to uh, grow that, and do you plan on cutting it? Um, I think I've been growing it like three years now, and I don't think I'm cutting it, at least anytime soon. Man, oh, man, man. Just let it flow. Nice coming out of the helmet. Yeah, it looks, it looks nice. It's, it's a nice job. I'm, you know, look at me. You know? So, you know, obviously, I'm a big supporter of it. I know some of the old-timers are probably cursing me out right now for encouraging this kind of talk, but it's just who I am. Um, how about this one? Uh, you can go back your entire Niles McKinley Red Dragon football career, and you guys are going to change a loss into a win. What game do you want to go back and just say, you know what, we beat this team? Although you didn't, but if you could go back and win one, you lost. Which team and why? Hmm. I think the polling game from this year. This year? Yeah. Wow. Because I really felt like we could have won that one, and never beating Poland before during my high school career at least. It's just – that was one I wanted to win. I thought we could have, but just a little mistake. That's very interesting. Like, you know, because just, uh, you know, sometimes you think of games that are like, you know, 10 to 10 or last second field goal or some play, but now the score didn't. But you, uh, that's a great comment. Great show, man. Thank you. So, uh, so uh, this week, can why don't, if you, uh, your dad usually listens. He asked me after one week, well, but we're, we'll get to see if he's going to listen. Uh, you're going to, you're going to go home. Um, and say, did you see that flag I got called on me? And just make up a just a fake penalty. You're a jokester. Have fun with them. And uh, like I said, make sure I'm gonna and uh, I'll I'll try to hunt you down and find out if you did that. But hey, man, you've been one of the good ones to watch, and I'm glad to see that you got to enjoy this. Glad to see you guys got to have this COVID season and, and get some out of it. And hey, three games left. I mean, two games and then the playoffs. How exciting is that? That knowing that you playoffs and you could go keep going. Well, I'm very excited. Huh? Especially these next two games. I think they'll be good and good playoffs. Hopefully, we just get a home, another home game. Yeah, because not this is your last yeah. coming up. Same. Mm-hmm. A little bit. <laughs> awesome stuff. Well, hey, folks, we appreciate you guys stopping by and joining us here on the Niles McKinley Red Dragons Football Podcast. Always a big shout out to Permani Brothers for supplying these kids the ten dollar gifts card. That's something they don't have to do, but they do it out of the generosity of their heart to j- promote these kids. And then again. Brandon Miller, State Farm Insurance, for powering the program. As always, we have stopped by. Appreciate you stopping by and joining us here on the Niles McKinley Red Dragon Football Podcast.
This has been a C2P exclusive. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.